the Nifty Podcast, presented by Party Fish Media, a showcase of the best emerging filmmakers under the age of 25 from all over the world. Film starts here at Nifty 2023 in Seattle, Washington. Hi everybody, my name is Robert Bohorkas. I used to be a Nifty programmer and am now serving on Nifty's board. And I'm super excited to be here with a bunch of the filmmakers behind a film in San Friday Night Shorts that was last night and you know friday night and uh the everybody behind in your sheets so let's start and we'll go introductions down the line we'll start with uh connie hi i'm connie o'connor i'm the writer director of in your sheets hi my name is aiden whitman baker i am the producer of in your sheets hi i'm emily walowski i was the cinematographer on in your sheets howdy my name is cooper spiro i'm the production designer of in your sheets Hi, I'm Jalen Ellis, and I was the editor and gaffer on In Your Sheets. In Your Sheets! <laughs> One um, more time! Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, welcome everybody. Thanks for being here. And so let's start with, um, if you could tell us just like a little short logline or summary of the film, just to kind of set the table for everything else we're going to talk yeah, about. Yeah, sure. So In Your Sheets um, is about a girl who wants her first time to be special, and when it isn't, she has to confront the boy who took her virginity and mm-hmm. reclaim what's rightfully hers. Yeah. His sheets. Yeah. <laughs> She's in his. Her power. Sheets. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so let's. Uh, where did the inspiration, the idea for this story come from? It happened to me, not like verbatim, like from the movie, but just like lost my virginity. wasn't special. wasn't like the movies said it would be. Mm-hmm. And then after I was super confused and I didn't know like. I felt really bad, but I didn't know why. Yeah. And when I talked to my older sister, she was like, that's so weird. Mine wasn't like that. Mine was awesome. Um, cool. <laughs> and when I talked to my, Thanks. like, my all the like girls in my dorm, they were like, yeah, that's so weird. That didn't happen to me. The, um, the gaslight. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, so I just kept trying to find media that was like that, where it was like, you had sex with someone, but it, you didn't feel cared for. You mm-hmm. just felt kind of like a body, or you expected to be cared for, or loved, or special, and then it just was nothing, and you kind of just... Yeah, you just feel like a body. Mm-hmm. Um, and I couldn't find anything, so I was like, well, let's let's make it then. Yeah, you talked about in your director's statement the in-between area, between yeah. like the kind of cold experience... Or no, the fireworks that we see in the, the fireworks, mm-hmm. like super fun first time having sex yeah. that we see in the movies. And the, like, horrible, like, yeah. experiences we see in the movies. Um, and so, like, what do you think, what do you hope that people get from from this film and other films like it that do fit in that in-between area? I guess that there, it doesn't have to be one way or the other, and it mm-hmm. can be, like, it, you whatever happens to you, whatever your experience is, like, it doesn't have to be the most magical thing in the world, but it also doesn't... You, you, you don't, hopefully you weren't assaulted. Right, um, right. Probably not the right way to say that. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah, just there's an in-between, and I, I know it's a short, so who knows like what kind of audience it will reach, but mm-hmm. um, I, I, the hope is that like there is like there are girls, or like even like we had older women at our thesis screening who saw it and were like, right, like that is how it was. Mm-hmm. So the hope is that it gets to reach people who had a similar experience who were thinking, well, thank God it's not just me and that right. like someone put that into words, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, so let's go and how did everybody come to be involved with working on the short? Because we got kind of every step of the way through the production process too. Uh, yeah, well, we, we all went to school together. Okay. Um, we we're in the same BFA class at Florida State. Um, mm-hmm. And this was um, among our thesis films. Okay. 
Um, and there's basically a giant um, Sudoku-esque thing called the um, crew grid that we make at the mm. beginning of the semester, which is trying to place people on shows and have days off. Um, but you know, when you're making your above the line and your core group, you really want to have people that you work well with together. Mm -hmm. And I think that we kind of had kind of a dream team here. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Connie, Connie approached me and was like, "Do you want to produce?" And I was like. Yes, because we were in the same writer's development group Okay. Um, in the writer's room for this. Um, so I was writing mine, she was writing hers. Every week we would give notes. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was so honored when she asked me. Connie and I have been friends for a while, so there was already that trust and communication um, that we naturally had. Um, and I don't want to totally speak for you, but I think it was important that a woman was the one shooting. Um, which is also really exciting for me because this was my first time working so heavily with intimacy and sure. we did use an intimacy coordinator right. which was really my yeah it was it was a really incredible experience and a really great learning experience and i feel very passionately about it mm -hmm. so it was like i guess yeah it was like really great to like connect with another woman and help her tell that story mm -hmm. um and further explore like how to utilize an intimacy coordinator and go about it in a safe way and i had been lucky enough to production design for connie's previous movie capture the flag mm -hmm. um and collaborating and building worlds was you know so fun so it, it felt like a no-brainer um, when yeah. she approached me with the script and it was like oh my gosh I get to do it again <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think similarly um, I worked on Connie's film capture the flag oh, no. <laughs> um, I know that having women on the crew is very important to her and that we just it just didn't work out where that was the case on capture the flag so mm -hmm. I think that was important um, I think also in the editing room specifically to have a woman in the same vein as Emily, like being the one to help cut the story together and make sure that um, it was being framed in a way that was respectful and right. yeah, just very like um, humanizing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it, um, I think the film kind of, you know, I think it has to toe that line of like, we want to show this like cold, this, this rough experience, yeah. but have it be, not dehumanizing exactly mm -hmm. um and so i'm curious like where in the development process what were some like intentional steps to portray this in a way that accomplished that i know in development there were a few versions of the script that were like there it was worse mm. um and then thankfully like we got notes that were like you need to pull this back a little bit mm -hmm. like it's too much it was just a lot of like taking things out putting things in taking things out putting things in to meet the middle area of like what feels like the right amount and then i think we cut down stuff yeah. too in the editing room we were like we don't even need it yeah yeah if i could add as yeah. well i think that also when we actually got into the scenes because you have to rehearse all that intimacy yeah, right. and plan the angles and so sometimes we thought the scene would be longer and just based on all the moving parts it was like actually the most comfortable way to go about this like it, it became a little harder to like stretch out the duration of things um, mm -hmm. and so working around everyone's comfort zone yeah, um, yeah. changed up how we shot it mm -hmm. right or even like shot sizes and like there was one shot I think where like he pulls her back right and oh, yeah. that was that became a whole thing of like how do we shoot that because our original idea it couldn't work with like like they had to keep their clothes on obviously yeah yeah um, yeah so we talked with AJ who is the on-set intimacy coordinator mm -hmm. and Allison Wood's assistant um, about how to get that? Yeah, yeah. It took. There was a lot of <laughs> yeah, a lot of figuring it out and working and 
Mm. Just changing it up. Yeah. But it was a lot of taking in. Putting in. Sorry. <laughs> Should I take that out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like sex for sex. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna work I'm curious about the, the edit coming together too because I think that one of the things uh, one of my takeaways watching it was like the lack of communication that was happening between the between the characters in this and like the way that like those those pauses just like stretch on where it's like okay what's next yeah. <laughs> um, where it's like you know all the things that they just aren't connecting by not saying anything and so I'm curious like how it was finding that selling that story that is without dialogue yeah. at times you know yeah we had a, a lot of experimenting I think mm-hmm. um, there were just a lot of different versions of everything and there were like we cut an entire scene yeah um, the the like intimacy itself was cut down significantly mm-hmm. um, yeah I think it was a lot of just like trying things to see what worked and a little bit of constructing as yeah, well. Yeah, like there's a there's like two shots that are in reverse. Yeah, because oh, we just yeah. didn't have yeah. <laughs> the other version of it. Yeah, but it was it was really fun, like finding the the balance of what worked to to sell it. Mm-hmm. Right, or like what's what's too awkward and what is just the right amount of uncomfortable. Yeah, and yeah. making sure that like it wasn't too uncomfortable to the point of being funny. Yes, it that was okay. huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, I mean, what what did you do to make it less funny? Yeah. <laughs> or, like, what changed? Yeah. What were those moments? I know there was... Well, originally we shot... So the part where he, like, closes the door on her, there was right. another setup where we're on the yeah. inside of the door, and we did one take <laughs> where he shut the door in her face, and the whole crew started laughing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we said, okay, well, let's just move on. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, that can't be in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, last night... We got laughs like twice. Yeah, but I th- and then it was fine because it wasn't like edited with the intention of being funny. But right. it, things just, like when when he asks, "Are you ready?" Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm curious about uh, the set design also. Um, and you know, we see her space and his space. And uh, I'm sure somebody had to make that stain. Yeah. So I'm yeah. curious all the no, we spent, uh, development of all that. Our prep was spent doing blood tests, mm-hmm. figuring out the coloring, figuring out yeah. you know uh, how long have these stains been here, mm-hmm. um, and you know ways to make it look um, you know like dried blood versus right. the fresh blood. Mm-hmm. Um, and then both those spaces were pretty much entirely empty when we moved in there. Sure. So mm-hmm. it was a lot of building you know 18 years uh, 17 years of life mm-hmm. into these blank spaces yeah. which you know it's it's daunting in itself because it's like all right well, where was this girl when she was six you know she's in horses right you know? <laughs> <laughs> and and then also just the, the trash guys house too right it's like, yeah it's totally awesome. works. it really <laughs> works the cardboard yeah. well, and you know, sign on the floor and like you know. yeah when you go to florida state university you pick up how to make a living room a mess <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Um, uh, another thing that I saw from or that I read in your um, director's statement uh, was your um, 
kind of connection with young adult stories mm-hmm. um, that kind of brought you to filmmaking. Yeah. Um, and so I'm curious, like, where... Because um, I think that this... Um, aspirationally is a film about sex positivity, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah. And so I'm curious, like, where that fits into... Where you think, like, sex positivity fits into, like, young adult canon, right? Where it's, right. like, these stories that are... You almost always have a romantic mm. element to them and are for younger, you know, growing up, young teens, things mm-hmm. like that. So I'm curious, like, your your thoughts on that and where, what what media in the world could be doing better to, like, right. show us those things? I guess I grew up re- just reading a lot of YA, mm. and in YA it's all sunshine and butterflies, and, <laughs> which is great, I think. I think it's... It's hard because obviously it builds up this expectation when you're younger of sex is awesome and it is, but it uh, misses out on some of the realism. But I, I guess it's probably better to experience it firsthand. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Se- sex is part of life. Yeah. Um, pretty much everyone has it. Um, and congrats to everybody <laughs> um, for getting it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so proud. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I guess it's, it's, it's weird that like you can be thirteen and read a sex scene in a book. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I'm actually the person to be like you should read it when you're thirteen. I mean, I um, I feel like I relate to Connie and just really like valuing coming of age stories. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it is important to see like a variety of right. experiences, especially when it comes to sex, because there's, I mean there's such a variety of things that can be the case, you know, yeah, things yeah. that you, whatever you're into or, you know, I, I think it's just really important to see like different things represented. Um, and I, I, I think this is a perspective that isn't shown super often in terms of like having expectations that aren't met and being able to know what you want. So, right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of figuring out yeah. what the missing piece was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And something else that I was kind of focusing on um, when she goes back to confront him, um, and I guess I guess just in general between the two characters was kind of the like uh, a lack of attention, right? right? Is is really a thing that was missing between them? Um, and so I, I'm I'm curious, like, was that was that a consideration? Was like his like I was directing him to be this, you know bad example of of a part of a partner it was just a lot of saying like going to francesca and saying you want to have sex with him mm-hmm. and then going to con and saying you want to have sex uh-huh yeah so because it it totally disconnects him from her mm-hmm. to him like it was a lot of just telling him like you don't it's not that you hate her. It's not like you want to do her harm, which was the weird part. Is like you feel a little bad, but you also don't care enough to put in any effort to make it better. Just the indifference. Yeah, yeah, it was like telling him, "You wish she wasn't there. Like you're uncomfortable, and you're used to things kind of blowing over and not having to talk about right. it. And the fact that you have to now is kind of annoying to you. And to her, like all, all she wants is for him to look at her and pay yeah. attention to her yeah. and feel like cared for, feel like a person. He's got darts. Yeah. He's got darts. He's got darts. Girl. Um, from a producer standpoint, um, what were some, what were like some challenges with prep, production? What was... Yeah, um, there were actually a number of small little 
wrenches thrown into the plan. Um, I, I got the flu randomly, <laughs> like, during prep. Um, and then, like, the day that I finally, like, tested negative for flu and COVID at the same time, I, like, raced to the rehearsal because it was the first one that I could go to. Because, um, obviously, um, intimacy coordination was a major process in this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think all of us had been on films previously, um, which did not necessarily have proper intimacy coordination. And it was something that was extremely important to us, especially to Connie, mm-hmm. telling such a personal story. And we wanted to do it right. So we, we knew of an intimacy coordinator that had gone to our school, but uh, lived in Colorado. Um, and so we consulted with her, we figured out how much from our budget we could funnel into that. Um, but we were, we weren't able to fly her all the way to Florida for the shoot. So Mm -hmm. we hired, um, another assistant intimacy coordinator to kind of be her eyes and ears on the ground. Um, so we had a number of meetings with her on zoom and with him and with the actors just to make sure that everything was, as Emily said, like choreographed to a T. Yeah. Um, you know, modesty robes, um, in between sets, um, (laughs) like multiple layers of clothing, like a, 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 what was it? A pillow or something? Yeah. Bolster. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, just like everything super like and I didn't know all of that going in I'm so happy that we were able to experience that in Mm -hmm. university um, because the industry is rapidly changing in that realm yeah yeah Um, and then you know in regards to the edit like I know we had in the writers that we were signing for the intimacy um, you know we used Frame.io for our Mm -hmm. um, post facility and you know we didn't want just in case we were to catch something in the camera with the dailies like we didn't want random students from the school being able to see all the stuff so mm-hmm. I don't know if it was behind a password or what we we did but was it was yeah. something like it that and then I guess locations were a little difficult too but we, we found them um, uh, funnily enough um, this is major credit to Cooper um, the childhood bedroom that we used mm-hmm. for her was transformed from an elderly grandmother's bedroom (laughs) to a high school girl's (laughs) childhood room and like the night and day pictures are just insane and his house is our our first ad's apartment yeah (laughs) Yeah, although i will say the blinds were actually that (laughs) (laughs) the mise-en-scene worked in that the blinds were tough to work yeah I think other than other than that like it went pretty smooth funnily enough I was going through a breakup at the time that was mm-hmm. eerily similar to the situation um, so it just kind of hit home a little more <laughs> um, but it was also like a very cathartic experience as well because yeah. you know we were telling the story with so much love and I was with my friends so yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, and from a DP standpoint, like, what did your prep look like? And like making this, because there's uh, a lot of a lot of moods, a yeah. lot of different energies. You know, what was kind of your development of what the look of this film was going to be? Yeah, I think that this film in particular had the two-step process. There was like the stunt work of the intimacy um, mm-hmm. to prep, and then also stylistically. Um, Connie, I feel like, is a very visual director and does know what she wants. And, um, like, I know you are a fan of YA, and the references are very strong. And it's awesome. Um, and Cooper's also 
really responsive and incredible to work with as a DP. Um, him and I had a lot of discussions of really separating these two spaces for the characters, mm-hmm. um, which like comes across in the film and just like even color palette wise. Yeah. Like you made a very obvious statement. Cooper <laughs> made a very obvious statement. Like if you want, uh, what did you say? You like if you want a dark frame, I need to put like dark tonal va- values in yeah, there. So yeah, it was just like put stuff in there. <laughs> so it was really great to work with him and collaborate. Um, just like going back and forth on like we get a pick like color um to make sure like those match and just like figuring mm-hmm. out and texture that was also another thing so like it was fun to work with him yeah the fan that was also like <laughs> so i think going back and forth with cooper to really like expand the bounds as a dp of like what the light can interact with in the room mm-hmm. and um like we said the fan was in frame like helping create movement mm-hmm. in the shot just like a lot of small ways getting to talk about that really strengthened it mm-hmm. um and then, you know, Connie gave me visual references. I went on Shot Deck. I really like Shot Deck a lot. <laughs> Pulling stills, just creating what we thought was best. Uh-huh. Um, and then also really quick, I did want to touch on the Im- intimacy coordination part. Yeah. Um, so Allison Wood was our intimacy coordinator, um, who we talked with a lot on Zoom. And there was a new language brought to us. Mm. There's like different levels of touch. Mm-hmm. Um, powder, skin, and bone, I think. Yeah, powder, mm-hmm. skin, and bone. So, yeah. And like how hard you're touching the person. Um, mm-hmm. We were talking about to always set like a time. Um, like this is going to be a three, a one second, like a three second or like a 10 second. It's so specific. Yeah, yeah, it was very specific. I think with a lot of times when we think of intimacy, it's like, okay, like. You kiss. Kiss. And, like, <laughs> let's roll and see how the chemistry works. But um she was really great at helping us reframe our thought process on that. Like, yeah. not that we thought that was the way to do it, but just, like, give us a language to articulate how we know it should be done. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically coordinating, like, it is a stunt. You don't tell a stuntman to, like, just go do some crazy right, things so right. someone could get hurt. And in the same way, like, you need to make sure your actors feel comfortable, safe, and know exactly what they're doing. Right. Um, and just totally expectations set, no surprises. Yeah. 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 That yeah. was really great to work with her. And AJ. (laughs) As we get kind of close to wrapping up, what is next? What are we all working on that you can tell us a little bit more about and people can look forward to? Hopefully what's next is, I I think being here has really made us feel a little bit more fired up about Mm -hmm. making something again. Yeah. Um, Because there's like nothing in the canister that's like ready to go. Mm -hmm. But I'd really, really like to do, I grew up in this beach town. My mom's Filipino, my dad's white. I grew up a lot like, being raised by all the other women in the neighborhood Mm -hmm. because I think they were both love them so much I think they were both a little out of their element (laughs) but yeah just wanted to explore like what it's like to grow up in a neighborhood like that what it's like to have multiple like motherly figures Mm -hmm. um and kind of feel like one foot in one like not totally fitting in with everyone else around you but also feeling a little out of place in your own family yeah you really like to do that we were talking about that a little bit last night I was just like I have an idea (laughs) we're all um freelance filmmakers in New York City, um, hire us. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I am writing some stuff here and there where I can, mm-hmm. expanding on some short films that I've made in the past, and then writing stuff like very personal stuff, like a story that happened to me last summer. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also I've been doing a lot of music stuff. I also score for some films here and there. Yeah. Um, I scored one of the films here at Nifty Paloma. Okay. Um, and I'm scoring for Brittany again, who's um, screening here today, actually. Shout out. Shout Shout out. out. Brittany. <laughs> um, Brittany Young. Um, but yeah, just um, I love collaborating, especially with my friends who mm-hmm. I love, um, and just keeping the ball, keeping the ball moving. Yeah. 
I have had the pleasure of working with Connie and hopefully will continue to. Um, when I've also worked with Jay a lot. Um, I mean, everyone at the table. So I just hope to continue getting to tell. Um, I really like telling coming-of-age stories. Really like getting to work with other women and female directors. So um, yeah, I hope to continue to do that. Um, and Nifty's been a great place to, <laughs> to widen that community. Yeah. Um, and then I just got back from Puerto Rico where we wrapped a, uh, a feature film. So oh, cool. that I got to production design. Um, and then I'm in pre-pro on a feature that I'm planning to direct later this year. Cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I think all of us uh, being, f- or I'll speak for myself, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but being freelance in New York, I think it's um, a little tough to find time to work on your own projects mm-hmm. and really mm-hmm. commit the, the brain space. Yeah. You know, it's kind of difficult, but... Um, I'm right now pursuing producing and and hoping to get a feature off the ground in the next year or so, but um, I also love working with all these people and I I hope to work on anything that Connie makes in the future. My family! (laughs) (laughs) Where can people go to keep up to date with all y'all's work? Where can people find you online? On Instagram, I'm at Connie Oco, C-O-N-N-I-E-O-C-O, and I just published my website. It's not done yet, but by the time this podcast airs, it will be. <laughs> and it's the same web address. <laughs> um, you can find me at Aiden Whitman Baker on Instagram or at AidenWhitmanBaker.com. You can find me on Instagram, Emily Wallow, E-M-I-L-Y-W-A-L-O-W, one word, um... Yeah, DM me. Say hey. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find me at Cooper Shapiro or CooperShapiro.com. It's J-A-E-L-Y-N-K Ellis is my Instagram, Twitter, and website. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Brand. Yeah. Yeah. Should have gotten on the domains fast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thanks. Thank you all for being here. Taking some time out of the festival to talk more about uh, yeah, in your sheets. Thank, Thank you for having us. Glad Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, awesome. glad that we had it in our Friday night shorts. <laughs> and thank you for listening. For more information on Nifty 2023 or upcoming events, the talented youth, and more emerging filmmakers, check out nifty.org or find us on Facebook and Twitter at NFFTY or on Instagram and TikTok at niftyfilm. And for more podcasts from Partyfish Media, search Partyfish Media wherever you listen to podcasts or check out our website at partyfish.media. Party Fish Media acknowledges that it operates and records on indigenous Duwamish and Puget Sound Coast Salish land that is still home to the Duwamish tribe. This land is stolen in violation of the Point Elliot Treaty of 1855. We are committed to uplifting the name of these lands and community members from these nations who reside alongside us. For more information on this land, its people, or ways you can help, visit duwamishtribe.org or realrentduwamish.org. Hey you, are you curious whether your quirks, queries, and confessions are normal, special, or something completely different? Then you should listen to Is This Normal with me, Aaron Engel. And me, Alyssa Yeoman, aka Two Comedians Who Dissect Your Anonymous Submissions so you can find answers and feel less alone. New episodes drop every Thursday wherever you get your podcasts.